Volume Two, Chapter Five of A Charming Fellow. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A Charming Fellow by Francis Eleanor Trollope. Volume Two, Chapter Five. From Mrs. Errington to Mrs. Bodkin, Longfells, Westmoreland, July twenty-sixth, eighteen blank. Dear Mrs. Bodkin amid the tumult of feelings which have recently agitated me i yet cannot neglect to write to my good friends in whitford and participate my emotions with those who have ever valued and appreciated my darling boy at this most important moment of his life it may perhaps surprise but will i am sure gratify you to learn that algernon is to be married on this day week to the honourable castalia caroline kilfinane only daughter of the late baron caldkale of caldkale who is though not a relation yet a connection of our own being the niece of our dear cousin-in-law lord seely to say that all my proudest maternal aspirations are gratified by such a match is feebly to express what i feel birth with me the first consideration dear mrs bodkin for i make no pretences with you and confess that i should have deplored algernon's mating below himself in that respect elegance accomplishments and a devoted attachment to my son these are castalia's merits in my eyes you will forgive me for having said nothing of this projected alliance until the last moment the young people did not wish it to be talked about they had a romantic fancy to have the wedding as quiet as possible amid the rural beauties of this most lovely scenery and thus escape the necessity for inviting the crowds of distinguished friends and connections on both sides of the house who would have had to be present had the marriage taken place in london that would have made it too pompous an affair to satisfy the taste of our castalia who is sensitive refinement itself the dear Seelys are only too indulgent to the least wish of algernon's and they at once agreed to keep the secret what poor lord and lady Seely will do when algy leaves them i assure you i cannot imagine it really grieves me to contemplate how they will miss him but of course i cannot but rejoice selfishly to know that i shall have my dear children so near me for you may perhaps have heard the news lord Seely has by his immense influence in the highest quarters procured dear algy an appointment and as good fortune will have it the appointment brings him back to whitford among his dear and early friends he is to be appointed to the very arduous and responsible position of postmaster there but important as this situation is it is yet only to be considered a stepping-stone to further advancement lord seely wants algy in town which is indeed his proper sphere and the result of some new ministerial combinations which are expected in certain quarters will there is no doubt put him in the very foremost rank of rising young diplomatists but i must not say more even to you dear mrs bodkin for these are state secrets which should be sacredly respected this is a most lovely spot and the house combines the simple elegance of a cottage ornay with the luxurious refinement that befits the residence of a peer like lord seely it is not of course fitted up with the same magnificence as his own town mansion or even as his ancestral place in rutlandshire but it is full of charms to the cultivated spirit and our dear young people are revelling in its romantic quietude there are very few guests in the house by a kind thought of algy's which i am sure you will appreciate orlando parkins is to be the best man at the wedding the young man is naturally gratified by the distinction and our noble relatives have received him with that affability which marks the truly high-bred there is also an irish gentleman the honourable john patrick price who arrived last evening in order to be present at the ceremony he is one of the most celebrated wits in town and belongs to an irish family of immense antiquity 
castalia will have none of her own intimate young friends for bridesmaids to make a choice of one or two might have seemed invidious and to have eight or ten bridesmaids would have made the wedding too ostentatious for her taste therefore she will be attended at the altar by the two daughters of the village clergyman simple modest girls who adore her the bride and bridegroom will leave us after the breakfast to pass their honeymoon at the lakes i shall return forthwith to whitford in order to make preparation for their reception lady seeley presses me to remain with her for a time after the wedding but i am impatient to return to my dear whitford friends and share my happiness with them farewell dear mrs bodkin give my love to minnie who i hope has benefited by the sea-breezes and best regards to the doctor believe me your very attached friend sophia augusta addington p s do you happen to know whether barker the chemist has that cottage in the bristol road still to let it might suit my dear children at least for a while from miss kilfinane to her cousin lady louisa marston longfell's twenty ninth july my dear louisa i answer your last letter at once for if i delay writing i may not have time to do so at all there are still a thousand things to be thought of and my maid and i have to do it all for you know what aunt seeley is she won't stir a finger to help anybody uncle seeley is very kind but he has no say in the matter nor as far as that goes in any matter in his own house you ask about the wedding it will be very scrubby thanks to my lady's stinginess she would have it take place in this out-of-the-way country house which they scarcely ever come to in order to save the expense of a handsome breakfast there will be nobody invited but the parson and the apothecary i suppose i hate longfells it is the most inconvenient house in the world i do believe and so out of repair that my maid declares the rain comes through the roof on to her bed ancram's mother arrived last week she was half inclined to be huffy at first when we told her our news because she had been kept in the dark to the last moment but she has got over her sulks now and makes the best of it i can see now that ancram was right in keeping our engagement secret from her as long as possible she would have been a dreadful worry and told everybody she is wonderfully like lady seely in the face only much better looking and has a fine natural colour that makes my lady's cheeks look as if they had been done by a house-painter ancram has invited an old whitford acquaintance of his to be his best man at the wedding he says that as we are going to live there for a time at least it would never do to offend all the people of the place by taking no notice of them it would be like going into a hornet's nest and the young man in question has been civil to ancram in his schoolboy days he is a certain mr pawkins who lives at a place with the delightful name of pudcombe hall he is not so bad as i expected and is quiet and good-natured if all the whitfordians turn out as well as he i shall be agreeably surprised but i fear they are a strange set of provincial bumpkins however we shall not have to remain amongst them long for uncle val has privately promised to move heaven and earth to get on from better position you know he is to be postmaster at whitford only think of it it would be absurd if it were not such a downright shame and i more than suspect my lady of having hurried uncle val into accepting it for ancram i suppose she thinks anything is good enough for us i wish you could see ancram he is very handsome and even more elegant than handsome and his manners are admitted on all hands to be charming it is monstrous to think of burying his talents in a poky little hole like whitford but there is this to be said if he hadn't got this postmastership we could not have been married at all for he is poor and you know what my great fortune is i do think it is too bad that people of our condition should ever be allowed to be so horribly poor the government ought to do something for us 
uncle val has made me a handsome present of money to help to furnish our house i'm sure this is quite unknown to my lady so don't say anything about it among your people at home or it may come round to lady s s ears and poor uncle val would get scolded give my love to aunt julia and my cousins i hope to see you all next season in town for ancram and i have quite made up our minds not to stick in that nasty little provincial hole all the year round mrs errington is to go back there directly after the wedding to see about a house for us and get things ready of course if there's anything that i don't like i can alter it myself when i arrive good-bye dear louisa don't forget your affectionate cousin who signs herself perhaps for the last time c c kilfinane from orlando parkins to his sister mrs matchin stubbs longfells westmoreland monday evening my dear jemima i'm sorry that you and humphrey should have felt hurt and thought i was making mysteries but i assure you i was quite taken by surprise when i got addington's letter telling me about his wedding and enclosing lord seeley's invitation to me to come here i knew nothing about it before i give you my word you asked me to write you full details of the affair and i am sure i would if i could but i don't know any more than the rest of the world i don't think much of longfells the land is poor and the house almost tumbling to pieces lord seeley is uncommonly polite but i don't much like my lady and she has a beast of a lap-dog that snaps at everybody errington is the same as ever only he looks so much older in these two years any one would take him to be five or six-and-twenty at least as to the bride she don't take much notice of me so i haven't got very well acquainted with her i ride about the country nearly all day long lord seeley has provided me with a pretty decent mount i shall be glad when the wedding is over and i can get away for it's precious dull here even your friend jack price seems moped and out of sorts and goes about singing the heart that once truly lives never forgets or something like that enough to give a fellow the blue devils i asked about what you wanted to know about the wedding dresses but i couldn't make out much from the answers i got miss kilfinane is to wear a white silk gown trimmed with something or other that has a french name perhaps you can guess what it is the bridesmaids are fat freckled girls the daughters of the parson i think i have now given you all the particulars i can i wish you and humphrey would come down to pudcombe in september tell him i can give him some fairish shooting and will do all i can to make you both comfortable believe me your affectionate brother o p End of chapter five